know how we do. Rockefeller. Forever. And we're back. We got a new fire intro song, courtesy of our boy Hero. Shout out. Shout out, Hero. Um, Politics as usual by Jay-Z. We're just an evolving podcast with the times. Every day it's something new, and it is cool that we have a theme song that kind of is right in line with what the podcast is about. So super cool, super juicy. Big change. Um, So, so much is going on. We couldn't wait any longer. One, the podcast is growing like crazy. (laughs) The exponential growth has never been seen before in our industry. So we're, again, we're just humbled by it and we're happy to be part of it. Phil told me the other day, I'll let you say it, but his dream is to have a live podcast in MSG. (laughs) What do you expect to have? like happen when we have this live podcast i didn't know that this was going to get brought up on the podcast and i don't know if i want this to be public but my vision is a lot is msg me and jordan in the middle on like a nice espn stage um podcasting to the world mike it's far sorry don't what's his first name james dolan james dolan Dolan will be strung up like a pig at like a native american roast and we will roast him as 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 payback for everything he's done to us as Nick fans. So that's my vision for the podcast. Everyone has to have a dream, and that's mine. With that, basketball is back. I know we've been saying that quite frequently, but it is officially back. So we thought, you know what? Time for a little bit of a preview. We got the West. We got the East. It's standard. The commissioner said he didn't want this to become gimmicky. Mm. And so now we're, we're here with our standard, you know, playoff structure how do you feel about that i just have a quick clarification question are is it like the west is only playing the west in the playoffs is that what you mean by status quo it's normal normal okay cool so if we can reference our other podcast what a missed opportunity to do something cool during a crazy time so for me this is just boring and yeah they're gonna get the eyeballs because everyone's so desperate for sports but i think it's a really big missed opportunity yeah i was interested in them trying something new um, but ball is back and, um, I understand them not wanting to really totally change it up and, and change history. Like we have this like long track record of things being how it is and we track the data of it and, and whatnot. So it's like, keep it status quo makes kind of stand hundred percent. Um, okay. So let's get into it. Top three contenders you see to come out of each. This is the year where we kind of have the most, um, Parody. Parody. And it does seem kind of like a free-for-all, but according to Vegas, maybe not such a free-for-all. Here are the odds to win the NBA Finals. Tell me. Lakers, plus 210. Jesus! Clippers, plus 275. Bucks, plus 300. And then we get into like Celtics, 12 to 1. Rockets, 20 to 1. Raptors, 25 to 1. So Vegas sees this. We're going to break down the top three in each, but in Vegas's eyes, this is a three-team race. This is a three-team race. Okay, cool. Um, so who do you see coming out of the West? Let's start there. Who's most likely to come out top three teams? I think the West is so wide open because there's so many variables in the sense of when we come back. And I know we talked about that, so we won't beat it with a dead horse. Like who's going to be in and out of shape. I would say I'm going to go with LeBron. I just think the Lakers have the two best players in the West I think the team will be relatively healthy, which was my, my main concern with them. My other concern was like, how are they going to hold up through the season? So I'm going to go with the Lakers at the top of mine. What do you think? Uh, my top is going to be the Clippers. Okay. I like the depth 
Um, I think health was kind of like the biggest concern with the Clippers kind of throughout the year. They never seemed to be healthy. So now that they've just had so much time off, seems like that's only going to help this, uh, that element that kind of was a concern for me. Do you worry that they were, I would argue that they were really peaking when the season ended. Are you worried that they'll have kind of a lull from, from that absolute height that they were peaking at right when the season ended in March? You bring up a good point. There's a, Part of this that says, you know, like the teams with the most talent will rain out because practice and continuity, like the 2014 Spurs, probably won't be a thing this playoff because you haven't had that time to like totally be this well-oiled machine. Right. That was like everyone's like hitting the cor- hitting the guy in the corner three, hit that shot, run back, you know, so it's a little more like wild, wild west, right? It, it does seem like and then talent will probably prevail. Um, and they do have the talent. Paul Definitely. George and Kawhi. I like that. I like the depth. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take them as my most likely team. Let me hit you with my two out of the West, and I know you're going to love this one. I'm thinking the Nuggets, a team that's kind of been building something for the past couple of years, might be the team to emerge from the West and represent the West. I think Michael Porter Jr.'s stock is through the roof. Nikola Jokic is losing 25 pounds. Jamal Murray is kind of doing his thing. I think that's a team that is a huge sleeper. And what are their odds if you have it up? Do you have it? I have it up. They are 28 to 1. Give, I want stock of Nikola Jokic and that. What? Do you, who's your second or what do you think of that? I like that take. I, you know, I'm a huge Nuggets guy. I think it will. they will hit that like one-time Mavericks like mm. run or like you – know, it seems like they're, they're gunning for that. They win a lot of regular season games. Doesn't seem like this is going to be the year. They will rely on like that ball movement and that sure. kind of Warriors thing. And this year is not going to be that time. Plus, they shed a little bit of their depth depth this past. You you love Hernan? What's his name? Gancho Hernan Gomez. Yeah. You would start him forty four minutes a game if you were a coach. Is that right? He just looks like Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Yeah, there. you you <laughs> say that he's such an asset. Going one way, you say they're missing this guy so much. The other way, I'm so fascinated by him. He actually. Might have been playing like 2.2 minutes a game. I think that's the truth. But keep going. You keep going. (laughs) So maybe I'm I'm, I'm wrong here, but uh, I do like the Nuggets, just not this year. Sure. Uh, Again, a team with talent to prevail. My number two would obviously be the Lakers right after that. But then I'm going to say Rockets, like crapshoot. They have Harden. They have Westbrook. They have a unique style of play. It was tailing off. Teams started to seem to maybe be figuring it out a little bit. Um, Do you like the Rockets? Uh, no, I don't like the Rockets because I don't know that the coach will be able to – I can't believe that D'Antoni, this old man, is going to come back. Please put him in a face mask. I, I I don't like them. I think what Kobe – the famous quote, Kobe quote on them is like they're too one-dimensional, man. They have a gimmick or they have a thing. It's been highly effective. It's highly analytical. And, and I just think when push comes to shove in the playoffs, teams are going to like shut down the lane versus Harden and Westbrook even though they'll have tremendous spacing and I think – I think they they could go out first round even, and we see a blow up. Does like forty two year old Nene concern you in the playoff? Just like putting up like twenty five and twelve. He do, it does, that doesn't concern me. What about Tyson's corpse? Oh, okay. that's a possibility? If these guys are on the court, I don't want to. They're not getting favored in Vegas to win a playoff series. These guys are huge negatives. They don't make sense. I'm out on them. Let me hit you with the craziest number three of all time. By the way, I don't know if those guys are still on the roster. I, I actually don't know either. <laughs> Who's on the roster? Yeah, good question. Let me. I don't even know if this is my three because I don't know if I said the Clippers or not. But I want to hit you with the crazy one. What do you think of the Pelicans? Zion Williamson. Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, J.J. Redick, Derek Favors just gelling as a defensive unit, and Zion – Jackson Hayes, your favorite. Jackson Hayes. uh, Did I not say Drew Holiday, who's like a very good defensive shooting guard? So 
What are your thoughts on them just getting sneaky hot uh, and maybe like upsetting like a Clippers? Do you see any pathway to that? Zion has to be like Michael Jordan status. And that's what I'm talking about. Like 25 and 17, like eating the glass and like being imposing on offense, freeing up Brandon Ingram. Young Shaq was really good. He imagine what if he comes out in his shack and surrounded by Brandon Ingram, who you hate, but he's something. JJ Redick, Lonzo Ball, Derek Favors, who's the set? Jackson Hayes. There's other centers. Now we're really like, is this a team that might just like sneaky with some good veteran leadership? JJ Redick. I know I said JJ Redick's name like five times. Could they be? And is Jackson Hayes? Jackson Hayes, who is JJ Redick, <laughs> veteran leadership. What are their chances of upsetting a top contender? Do you see any pathway? That Shaq Zion analogy is like interesting because Shaq came in '92 was so polished, ready to go right away, and the team just like he was on All NBA first team, I believe, probably year one, if not for sure, year two. Definitely, Zion is similar. He seems like the, that limited tape we have on him was just like the immediate impact is real. Could you imagine a better scenario for the most highly touted rookie since LeBron than to miss the first 40 games, 50 games, have no pressure, come back, do a little training camp. They canceled the season for a minute and now you're about to go on your first run. You've seen the Michael Jordan documentary. Could you picture a better start to a career than where Zion is right now? Also, like you can't rule out the fact that Adam Silver is just going to Bring Donahue in. He, just yes. bring him out of jail. He's out of jail. Okay. He got out, out in 2010. Jail. He got out in 2010. They're just going to put him back on the court just for the Zion games yeah. and just will them to the finish line. I mean, the, the thing Donahue has, and we don't, he's a cheater and we hate him. Over the past years, he's been making claims that the league has a an interest in doing that. So my eyes are wide open. Put me down for Pelican stock. What are the Pelicans going at? I don't have it here. Okay, no I problem. I think they're off the board. <laughs> yeah, they might be. But don't sleep on them. Reference this podcast when they win it all. What about like the, the uh, a Luka style LeBron like run? They have two stars. It's the say. it's the other. It's not him. You know when it's like you're with a girl and you're like it's not me. It's you. It's yeah. not Luka, man. It's the role players. It's everyone else. You're telling yeah. me Tim Hardaway Jr., JJ Barea, and. Uh, Derek Powell, who I think had season-ending surgery, are going to help me go to a championship versus the Pelicans. I know. It's such a shame that the roster's not built out well. It's, um, it's we, a problem. We love the cornerstones. What is better than a rim-protecting three-point legend and Luka, who's literally an MVP candidate? We just need to – and I think they have Harala Bob in there. They're going to figure some shit out. They're going to get this Tim Hardaway contract off the this books. This is not the year. This is not it. <laughs> yeah, Pelicans are a far more deep team and, like, do you know who the They're vet young. leadership is on the Pelicans? Did you say J.J. Reddick? Exactly. Hayes? Exactly. <laughs> Fully. Um, okay, so that's for our West. Let's talk out East. So out East, we have – I think we'll both agree here. Maybe not, but no. Milwaukee, the 3-1 to one to win the ship. They were clicking in all cylinders. They have our modern-day Shaq and Giannis. I guess everyone's Shaq on this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's Shaq. Because you're, you're either Shaq or you're J.J. Reddick. <laughs> so Shaq and Giannis, they were – the metrics were insane yeah. for this team. and Clear uh, MVP. I just think they'll probably still be in the driver's seat there. Let me hit you – so they're not, they're my second in the East. 
but not my first. My first in the East is going to be the Jason Tatum, Kemba Walker, Marcus Smart, Brad Stevens, healthy Celtics. I think if there's a team that's kind of coming together in the post-Kyrie Irving drama era, I think it's this Celtics team. I think we are two of the most bullish people in the world on Jason Tatum being a right now superstar. So that's who I have as my number one in the East. If this. Celtics 100% commit to zero Enos Cantor. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe like sign some guy who could actually play center. Do you like, um, what's that guy's name? Yeah, Tice. Tice. Do you like Tice? The pro- Enos Cantor actually as a playoff asset is kind of cool because he's so dominant on offense. But if you have. And he's like, I, I might not happen this year, but he's usually fasting. Which is like a Ramadan storyline. You talk about Sports Illustrated covers him naked with like a Ramadan flag. Yeah. So yeah, I feel that. But I think the center situation is bad, but we hate centers. So I think my my whole thing is who cares? Who cares? Yeah, they're deep. I mean, athletes, Jalen Brown, Tatum. Jalen Brown is a, is I think he's almost a superstar. Yeah, they could do it. The talent is not uh lacking in that situation. So that's possible. What do you think about Kemba Walker? Because he's obviously the player that it, if he's out, it's probably not happening. If he's a star, is it happening? What do you think of him? He's great. We see guys like a Chauncey Billups, Kemba Walker, like have big playoff roles for very teams that are competing, winning championships. I see him in that light. Um, he's with a good team now. If Tatum takes that like mellow step, like mm. when I'm saying mellow, I'm saying to good De- mellow. De- sorry. Denver Don't say mellow. that. Yeah. Denver mellow. Um, and you're just like, okay, he's scoring like 35 points mm. and just popping off. They'll have a shot. I really do like them. And again, what did we say? They were 12 to one. Is that what they are? Yeah, 12 to 1 so, in the ship. And they're the fourth, yeah? Yeah. So a, dist- a distant fourth to Milwaukee, but in my eyes, they're I think they're the top contender in the East. There's value there. So then let's rattle off just the last two real quick. Um, I would probably have them as my uh, two. Sure. And then – Who's your three? For my three, it's, it's really tough. I don't like Sixers. I think they're pretty tired and stale. Um, and Raptors just seem to be like lacking some of that talent. I have one for you. Let's hear it. The New York Nets. The New York Nets. K, it, KD is back. Do not listen to the rumors. He looked great around February. Kyrie Irving faked surgery because he actually heard about Corona in January and knew the global ramifications. So I think if I'm going to go with a third team, it's the Nets. What do you think of that? If they come back, they're two good players. But there's a lot to do with like – one, getting back into shape. Two, practicing and playing as a team. These guys haven't played together uh, too early. Like, if, no way. If the podcast, if we were doing a podcast podcast in two months and I said to you, the basketball's back, and I'm like, yo, KD and Kyrie are balling, could you see that happening? Or you kind of see them probably not coming back, Nets being a non-factor, and they kind of blow it up around those two. Sounds like a media story just to like get excited. I just don't see it. For sure. I don't see it. All right, so that's our preview. I'm not even going to say a third team in the East. I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, it doesn't even matter. Yeah, seriously. Um, okay, so now on to the next segment. Mm. We're going to bridge some politics and some some uh, basketball together. So obviously we know there's been a lot of um, media coverage on you know racial inequality and there's riots and protests, et cetera, over the Floyd death and killing. Um so some players have chimed in, and I wanted to share 
a couple tweets and maybe we'll just react to them. Yeah, don't even tell me who they're from or okay. don't even tell the audience who they're from because I do know and I want to make that known. But let's just read them and, and exactly do that. Yeah. Okay. As much as you pray for George family, got to also pray for the police officers who were involved in this evil. As hard it is to pray for them instead of – as hard it, as it is, pray for them instead of hate them. Pray that God changes their hearts. Can you read it one more time? One more time. As much as you pray for George family – Okay, George family. Got to also pray for the police officers who were involved in this evil. As hard as it is, pray for them – Pray for them instead of hate them. Okay, my immediate reaction is like, do better with English. Well, it's a tweet. Do better. That's my first reaction. My second reaction is like, you know what? Like, I'm someone who's very recently got into like believing in prayer or believing in that. It sounds very just like nice and like he's like acknowledging something terrible happened, but pray for everyone because everyone's a human being. That's what I think. What do you think? People were angry about this. Um, People just saw any form of sympathy for someone who does evil as being um, a really nasty thing to say. Uh, My reaction, I don't really know. I think. Do you think he was trying to offend people? Is that, is that what people are alleging? Cause it doesn't sound like to me, it sounds like he's just saying like everyone's a human and like, I feel bad for everyone. Yeah. Listen, it's a tough situation. Um, A lot of emotions are at play here with a lot of people. People are angered. So maybe he's just kind of saying like, let's not channel hate with more hate. Yeah. Let's try to like bring prayer into this and some like more healing move forward type of words. So I guess I support the messaging. This is from Michael Porter Jr. of the Denver Nuggets. And if you disagree with his message, I think that's fine. But I think to get outraged by it is is a little too far in my, in just my opinion. Sure. Let me read another one. Okay, cool. Um, so I'm not going to say who this came from, but it reads, if you ain't with us, we ain't with y'all. Okay. So this one's a little more, I also want to say second time I'm saying this, do better with English that do better. Like if you have a, if you want people to respect your message, whether you're white, black, anything, do better, deliver your message more concisely within the English language. Secondly, I would say like, I don't know. Like, sure. That's kind of how I live my life. Like, if you're not with me, fuck you. So I'm okay with it. I think the guy's just saying, if you're not with us, fuck you. Uh, I think if you translate it that way, it's totally fine. But I think it gets a little more political than that. And Mm -hmm. in this perspective, it's like saying basically any other form of ideology or if you just like – if you have a different approach to certain things, then then like fuck you. It is pretty – divisive i think yeah and that's how i view it this comes from lebron and i don't know if it's just again like there are a a lot of people in the world who have a lot of different viewpoints on certain issues that are happening in this country um just seems to be tearing these people apart with with a tweet like that yeah and but again i think the same thing as michael porter jr i think this guy i love lebron james i think he's trying to do good so even if even if you don't agree with the message and you think it's divisive, which maybe we do, I think in the end of the day, both these guys mean well. And to like paint them in this negative way is just kind of being like hypercritical of them putting themselves out there and trying to be relatable public figures, you know? Right. Right. Um, all right. Do you want to tee up our next segment? Yeah. What is it? Oh, shit. I forgot. <laughs> um, let's talk a little. We can talk about anything. I mean, 
that's what the podcast is really about. What do you want to talk about? Should we talk about politics? Is there any basketball stories that are catching your attention? I know just even more. I would love to talk about the Knicks. That would make my day. Can I catch you at a weak moment? No way. Okay. No? This this has become a Knicks Knicks podcast. It is a a Knicks fanboy podcast. I need to even that out. Um, Yeah, I mean, with that, I don't think there's much else on our mind. Okay, we'll wrap it. We will see you guys in the next couple days. Hit us with some ideas. Please listen to the podcast. Let us know your thoughts and rate us five stars.